working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash Hello, welcome to our weekly matchup gridiron podcast. This one's for week five. I'm your host, Huck Breeze, joined as always by Scott Shedig. How are you feeling today, Scott? Say hi to your fans. Feeling pretty good. How's it going, everybody? I, I know uh, you know there are a few people rooting for me this week, but it, it's only because you you were sitting up top of the league, like with Michael there. Uh, you know, they just want to try to make uh, the, their climb into the playoffs a little easier. That's all it was. Oh, I totally understand. I mean, if I, you know, when, when you're in these situations, you try to put yourself in other people's shoes. And if somebody had three championships and I had one or zero, um, a lot of times I'd be rooting for the other person, no matter who it was, Uh, you know, and especially if that person was the person that had three championships was three, and zero, undefeated, having a good season. So totally understand. Nothing personal, no offense taken. Um, but that week four matchup, it, it was kind of pathetic, you know? Hey, I mean, everybody has down weeks. And uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm about you, but I'd rather have a down week in week four than in, say, week 12 or, you know, something like that. So, you, you know, you got to find out not everybody's going to be a star every single week, you know? Mm-hmm. Some people are going to get covered up sometimes, so... Like I said, I you had to have your worst week of probably your entire season for me to win. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you're the same. I mean, I think those were the two lowest scores maybe of the season. I didn't do the, the no, not well, season. not for uh, well because Danny punted last week, so I'm definitely not yeah. close to that. I know uh, for a full team, some of the people yeah. were, were trying. You know, it was pathetic, and I'd like to say that you know it was because of Eckler getting injured. But the rest of my team just didn't show up. And, I mean, Ridley had zero. It's like Matt Ryan had a fight with him or something. It was bad. No, I, I think it's more over on on Julio Jones. When, like, Julio Jones isn't, like, starring, then they can keep – and, like, they kind of know that he's not 100%. They can key on and Calvin Ridley, and then that, that's it, basically. And as as far as, I mean, players not finishing game, I had, I had two players that are now on IR in real life that I had picked up just for that game. And one of them being Kazee, who I needed every single one of his points before he tore his Achilles heel. Uh, uh, and then uh, who's the other one? Levi Wallace got knocked out of the game, I think, like a first play of the game. And I was like, come on. I had like two people text me as soon as I picked him up, like, oh, I was going to get him. And I was like, yeah, I feel all good about myself. It's like, yeah, Levi Wallace can get me solid. Yeah, yeah. People were like, oh, I love that guy. Who just every once in a while a random person? Oh, I really wanted that guy. And it's like <laughs> no, no, it was not just Cameron. I, I, I promise you that. And okay. you know, it's just one of those things. It was like shit, man. Like I, but I needed every single one of those points getting knocked out for the re- the rest of the game or the season or not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally understand. I never root for injuries, but uh, yeah, when I saw Levi Wallace knocked out of the game, I was like, yeah, because I was watching that that uh, that Bills game really close. I mean, I was watching most of the three o'clock games in the. And the night games and the Monday games, very, very close uh, for Oh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that was, you know, unfortunate, uh, you know, and, and, but exciting nonetheless, the matchup that we had. Um, take us, 
through? What? How were you feeling during our matchup? I mean, what was what was going through your head uh, going into Monday and 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 Monday night? Uh, going into Monday was uh, probably one of the most exciting Monday nights I've had in a long time because I mean, not only did we have a double header, but I, you know, both of us had so much riding in both games. So it was uh, it was really exciting to watch, and you know, I'm, I was obviously watching the Chiefs game with Valerie rooting for the Chiefs, yet slightly against Mahomes. And so it was uh, it, it was it was fun. It was a good night. You know, I was uh, I knew that. Mahomes was going to put up points and 25 points for him was pedestrian. So yeah. uh, I was, I was lucky that he didn't put up more honestly, but the, the Patriots were the perfect matchup for him to play because I was like, Oh great. I know Belichick's really going to have something cooked up for him to at least hold him to, uh, to some low points. And if it wasn't for Hoyer's uh, uh, turnovers, it probably would hold him to a lot less. Yeah. I mean, that was brutal. That first half, I mean, I want to throw some in my TV. It was just <laughs> awful. It's like, why can't you complete a pass? Uh, some for some reason, even though you know half the the Patriots defense opted out because of COVID, they still cover up the best player in the NFL very yeah. easily. I mean, that that's amazing that Belichick can do that uh, every time he faces uh, Mahomes. So uh, that was definitely frustrating. I know. When I was watching Monday night, it was probably the most confused that I've ever been in a fantasy matchup. So many intricate math equations that I had to do. Uh, Both of the people that I needed to do well were had to have a connection with somebody that you needed to do well. Uh, You know, there was things on the other side. There were defensive people that I needed to get tackles. You needed to get tackles. It was uh, it was quite confusing, and in the end, I lost by one and a half points. So that was uh, that's rough to say the least. But it's it's only one week, so yeah, so it's only one week, and it's early on. You know, I mean, it's one of those things you want to get out of the way. And uh, for me, I mean, it, I I had to win just to like to move up two spots to ninth. You know, so yeah, I, I'm I'm still right in the middle of it uh, compared yeah. to three and one. <laughs> Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, um, you are first in Pickums, so uh, well, we're both we, top three. Both top three. Uh, you are first right now. I think you took took over the lead last week. Um, I stumbled a little bit. I took you know an underdog and Neil, and that didn't really work out. Uh, but but yeah, we're we're headed into this week. Um, hopefully, hopefully this, uh, this is a better week for myself. Um, but before we get into this week's matchups, what are you drinking? I'm having a French Pinot Noir, uh, Laudenot, uh, okay. from Trader Joe's. Nice. What nice. I need to get to Trader Joe's. I've been asking to go to Trader Joe's for a little bit. Um, I, I went love to Costco, it. I went to Costco instead. It's not, not nearly the same selection of of different wines and stuff, but I feel like Trader Joe's is just a really fall place to go. Like right when you walk in, you're like, Oh my God, this is great. This is everything I you need. Pumpkin for... stuff. They got it all, man. Yeah. They got it all. Everything. Uh, and so I, I really, I really want to get in there in the next few weeks and, and, and stock up, you know, on that cheap wine and, and uh, other different desserts and goodies and whatnot but i am going with uh what brought me luck on sunday at least slight luck um and that is a bloody mary uh i've i've this is a tito's bloody mary 
um, with half narrow um, mix, Bloody Mary mix, a little Worcestershire sauce, sriracha. And this is the good stuff. Huck likes his Bloody Mary spicy. I do. I do. Um, back in my bartender days, I was a terrible bartender. Um, got high on my own stash a lot. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, sorry, but every bartender does. I know, matter. but I would go. <laughs> it's not. It's not a big surprise. <laughs> I know. I know, but uh, I would go over the top. I would. I would be absolutely plastered sometimes when I was working. But um, one thing that I did take away was how to make a really good Bloody Mary. I think that's one of my strong suits uh, in in cocktail making because this thing is absolutely delicious. Anyway, spending a lot of time on our beverages. Let's get into our matchups this week. We can start with Ulysses S. Grant versus Camacho. Tell me what you think. I think this is actually going to be a closer matchup than people give it uh, give it credit for, or especially what Yahoo gives it credit for. Um, you know, I did, the only problem, the biggest problem for Camacho right now is that okay, Carson Wentz at Pittsburgh is probably tough, but quarterbacks have been getting some good garbage time in, in fourth quarter against their defense. But Josh Allen at Tennessee, I honestly don't think that's even going to happen right now. Um, well, they said that it's moved to Tuesday. As long as there's no more positive as, tests. As long as there's no more positive tests. I mean, I don't think there's enough wood in the world to knock on for that, man. It's just yeah. – it, it's not pretty situation over there. I am I mean, I dropped Jay on Brown the other day just because I, I was ridden myself of all Titans. I don't, I don't even want to deal with it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that, you know, obviously Josh Allen is Titan, but he's played the game against him. So that, that's a big problem because for, in order for Camacho to have a chance, Josh Allen has to play very well. And, oh, yeah. and part, the key part of that is play. So uh, but then you got, you know, Tom Brady at Chicago. So let's just assume Josh Allen Tennessee game happens on Tuesday at six, as I said. Yeah. Tom Brady at Chicago is not an easy, easy matchup, but I think he'll still show up tonight against the, uh, uh, on uh, primetime, Nick Foles versus Tampa Bay as well. He might have a little more trouble. But, I mean, I do like Ulysses S. Grant's um, trades lately to get Cooper Cup. And, you know, with Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, and Thielen, that's actually pretty solid wide receiving core now versus Terry McLaurin, C.D. Lamb, and Christian Kirk. Uh, just not as dependable as the other three they're looking across to there. Uh, then you got the correct Johnson and Houston. You got Mixon, who's killing it lately, questionable, but he should be all right. And Baltimore's defense is definitely not what it was last year. Versus Chase Edmonds and, and Melvin Gordon the third. Gordon might get a few points, but New England's defense is pretty nasty, like we were just talking about. So it's not looking good for uh, better for uh, Camacho on the other side. And then you got Ebron, who I love the pickup, but you're looking at Kelsey acro- uh, across the way. He loses that battle again. Same, well, Zerline actually, wow, he still has him. He's still yeah. using Greg Zerline. I would get rid of him. Like, it, it make, you would think it makes sense because it's like, oh, Dallas's offense is great. But their coaching is terrible. And instead of kicking a field goal when they should, they go for it on fourth. Or they take a sack and now, and now they get it's out of field, a field goal range. They just make terrible bonehead plays. And that's why if you look at his point totals, it is never close to what is projected. So Elliott should at least beat him there. But it's too late to be winning in the race of kickers to have a chance in this. And they both have decent defenses, solid good tackle guys. Nobody that I think is going to – blow up the game for him and all in all Ulysses S. Grant is going to take this. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, the Zerline thing, it's not like it, – here's the thing. Dallas scores a lot of points, and yeah. But then have, why doesn't he have all those extra points? Like, he should have more I, than I two know. points. I know. In, I, I told you he hasn't cleared four except for week two. Um, yeah, so that's not really terrible. that good play. But you, you know, if you're in offensive field goal position a lot, if you're on the other side of the field a lot, which good offenses are – He's supposed to score points. In addition, there's not a lot of really solid kickers this year for whatever reason. There, there's a lot of kickers that have scored more than 21 points. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, mean, I, any, any, I know. If you put Zerline up against the list right there, you don't even see his name until you scroll down. So, I, I don't know. I told Brad last week, Gerd was kicker. He took my advice. I'm just, I'm just saying, just looking at one and three, Ulysses says, Grant, I don't see why you have dropped people as your starters and you're just hoarding moves to, for interest, I guess. Yeah. Uh, in this matchup, you know, I've said it all year and again, again and again and again. It's not personal to Chase. He just doesn't have a good team. Uh, that – I know Carson Wentz last week won the game, went on the road, won the game against San Francisco. This week he faced Pittsburgh. San Francisco's defense is good. Pittsburgh's defense is great. Um, I think earlier in the year, multiple times I said, remind me not to play any offensive people that play Pittsburgh's defense. I mean, when your second best player, which we can agree that Carson Wentz is his second best player, is playing Pittsburgh on the road, that's not a good thing. Um, Josh Allen, I think that game does go off, but again, I hope so. I really do. Yeah, I, 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 no, I think it does happen. Uh, Tennessee's defense is no joke. Josh Allen and the Bills, uh, you know, I know we didn't talk about it earlier with the, with the contenders, pretenders. Maybe we can save that for next week. Um, but I don't think the Bills are as good as people think they are. I, every single game, that they've played, they've had a competition until the fourth quarter. Uh, this is not a runaway offense. This is an offense that scores points and, and has done well. Uh, but this is, this is not a one or two seed team, no matter what people think. Uh, and against Tennessee, that's, it's not boding well. Max's team from top to bottom is better. I mean, besides QB2, I guess, it, you know, but if we're talking about yeah. Foles, Foles versus Tampa Bay, uh, you know, Wentz versus Pittsburgh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I might take Foles versus Tampa Bay tonight. Um, otherwise, you know, I like Max's team from top to bottom better in, in every different uh, spot. Max has a lot of investment tonight, so things would have to go very wrong for him tonight. Uh, you know, for for Chase to even have a chance, I, I think that it's a good thing he has Trubisky on the bench because I don't think Foles is going to last long. Watching right. him play, he looks exactly like the Foles. Uh, like it's like he can't make a pass without getting wrecked. And yeah. it's just like, is, is it this play? No. All right. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's scary to watch. Really, when you watch him play, like it's never like he throws a touchdown and he's like standing there cheering. It's like he throws a touchdown. And he's like. <gasps> Well, I mean, people probably, I mean, look at the analytics and if you throw many people at them, you know, maybe, maybe it'll make a mistake. But anyway, 
you know, I'm not going to dig too deep on uh, individual players so much. Uh, Chase's trade that he made last week, he got rid of Metcalf. Uh, I was a little surprised by that. I think that he could have gotten more for Metcalf. I think that that price that he, he got for Metcalf was a little low. I think Metcalf's a top 10 or borderline top 10 receiver um, in a year that receivers are, are pretty coveted. And he got a Denver running back who is projected week to week under 10 and didn't really have a super productive week until this last week. So uh, he's got a tough matchup this week in New England. I think right right now top three defenses for me are Pittsburgh, New England, and Indianapolis. And it's just, you kind of want to stay away from those guys in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in, you know, in, in in final terms, I'm going to take Max uh, in this one as an as an easy win. But let's let's keep it rolling here. Let's go on to uh, the Furry Palms. He hasn't changed his name from uh, Week Four uh, in our Throwback Week versus the Maestro. So a little O five matchup. What do you think? Uh, first of all, I, I liked that Throwback about last week. That was fun to see a lot yeah. of old team. We uh, should do so that every back. year, Week Four. That's that's what. I like, yeah, I like that. It's a good tradition. Throwback, you know, everybody's got a few different names they could use. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I've heard rumors that there's some big trade supposed to happen. So it's hard to make my choice here if the lineup's about to completely change. Uh, do you see uh, his team? Can you see Furry Palm's team? Because the trade has happened. Okay. Okay, the trade just happened. Okay. He just hasn't moved him into starting position. Uh, I didn't trade him. Uh, well, yeah, he has. Oh, yes, I just made, maybe you need to refresh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, um, hmm. I mean, this definitely changes some things. I just, whew, man, he's, he loves uh, being a Batman villain, huh? Because this is, like, as much as okay got a little bit better, his quarterback situation is still pretty awful. Uh, hopefully Garoppolo come back be all right. Fitzpatrick is streaky at best, and they're playing each other. I don't really like quarterbacks playing each other that much. But and then you go looking across at Wilson and Mayfield has a tough matchup with Indianapolis. But I, if anything, I think he'll still try to put up some uh, garbage time. While uh, Clay's wide receivers did get better technically, they're just so hurt right now. I think Julio Jones is having a lot of issues, soft tissue issues right now. He really hasn't uh, been himself this year. Michael Thomas, we'll see how he comes back from the injury. At least he has until Monday night. So it's nice to have that. And Will Fuller's hit or miss, but it doesn't matter after that. But Maestro's wide receivers between Mark Cooper, Keenow, and Vontae Parker have all been solid all year long, so I'd still like them. Looking at uh, Carson and Gibson for his running backs versus Mustard and Henderson. I, still, again, with more cues. And Henderson is pretty good. He, he does he does hit the hole very hard. It's just Washington does have decent front seven, and Chase Young's come back this week. So he, he might have a tough, tougher day than he wants. Kittle should, should get him some good points versus Miami, and hopefully that stack with Garoppolo. We get a lot of points with Garoppolo coming back. Versus uh, John O. Smith, which Tennessee, we'll see if they play. And if they do, Buffalo actually has pretty good linebackers, Matt Milano and a couple other guys. So don't trust that to be all of too many points. Blankenship, that is a lot of fun to say. Yeah. Uh, should, should do well at Cleveland um, versus Gonzalez at the Jets. Both of them might put up a lot of points, actually. Uh, 
and then their defenses. I, I like Clay's defense has gotten a little bit better, um, but it's still not that great. And fucking Meister's defense is great. Uh, Martinez and Jack Mathau, uh, Abram, and you know they're all having some of them are better years than I thought they would, and that's why Maestro is actually my lock for the week. I oh, made wow. that for the trade, but I'm still I'm keeping it. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on this. You know, I think that that uh, trade did make Clay's team better now, um, but we're gonna have to see if if Henderson is going to take over this Rams backfield. I mean, there's no given that he does that. Acres I think he will. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Akers coming back this week. Uh, you know, I think Garoppolo will play. I think Thomas will play. Uh, Jones maybe will play. Uh, Mostert has a chance to come back. He practiced limited on Thursday. Uh, so there's still a lot of question marks for Clay's team. What's not a question mark is the fact that Russell Wilson is going to play in prime time. Against a yeah. young Minnesota, um, Minnesota uh, secondary. Now, I think this is going to be a little bit closer a game than some of the Seattle's games in the past. I mean, we saw it last week with Miami. And so when games are closer, Russell Wilson seems to throw a little bit more. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I don't like the matchup with Baker Mayfield against Indianapolis. I don't really want to play. I mean, Indianapolis has surprised us all by becoming this powerhouse defense. Um, so, and, and play the, the short game, which is good for Blankenship on the other side. I mean, he is, he might be number one kicker. Uh, it's probably the bright spot of, of Clay's team thus far. I just don't see Michael losing this game, even though he's missing Aaron Jones, probably one of his, his second best player this year. I, I just, I mean, that uh, Cooper against the Giants and he's got a Monday night match with Keenan Allen. I just, I, I like Michael's team this week. It's one of those games where if we didn't have money on this pick I would pick Clay because I want Clay to win. Yeah. But I need to be a realist and I need to take uh, the favorite here with Michael. So I'm going to pick Michael to win. Not my lock, but he, I'm definitely going to pick him to win. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know it's no uh, nothing flashy to lock a 4 0 guy, but. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you got to get it done. You know, you got to get it done. Um, you know, I'm. Uh, by the way, t- speaking of locks, I'm 3 0, 3 in a row that I've locked. Oh, wow. So yeah. we're both th- we're both three and one though. Yes, we're both three and one on locks. Uh, you know, but three in a row. I know last week was a layup, but uh, but yeah, let's I take it. You know, it's points. Right, 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 right. All right, yeah, maybe, let's. I haven't. I mean, I, I just thought about maybe uh, you know we could put some money on our locks, but eh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, Fupa Slayer against. Last man standing, another person that hasn't changed their name from last week, either out of, uh, you know, apathy or just straight laziness. Uh, what, what do you think? And I feel like this would be a completely different matchup if Cam Newton plays. Uh, yeah. And, they, and well, the recent uh, message was that they're thinking about moving their game to Monday. I'm wondering if that is in hope of Cam Newton playing then, because they, I've heard that he is asymptomatic. He um, has been, I think, the whole time. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I want to hear from Cam Newton. Cam, what, what, what's going on? 
you know, maybe yeah, just do a Zoom call or something, Cam, and see what's going on. Uh, but, well, if he played, it'd be completely different. Even because if he played, I think Hedman would kill Fuka's Slayer, honestly. Uh, but without him, it's fairly close matchup because Dak could put up a lot of points again because their defense is so bad. Teddy Bridgewater and Brian Oyer. Teddy Bridgewater is lucky enough to be playing at Atlanta's defense, which is the only other defense as bad as Dallas's. And then Hoyer is playing Denver. He could go negative and or not finish the game again. Tyler Boyd, Hunter Renfro, and uh, um, Debo Samuel. Little hit or miss. Boyd should have a better week. I think uh, that it's finally time, like even Brad knew. If Dad is realizing that A.J. Green is done, I think Cincinnati realizes pretty soon too. So Tyler Boyd should be – What makes you think that he's realizing he's done? He, he can't push off his heel. He can't, no, no. Can't. What makes you think that Brad realizes he's done? He was trying to get rid of him earlier today. Okay. I mean, that's just... I mean, he, I mean, if you look at his point totals, it's not hard to see. Like, uh, it just if you just don't go off of what uh, Yahoo is projecting and actually look what, what, he's, uh, what he's producing, it's not startable. It's very, very droppable. Oh, yeah, uh, and absolutely. that's that's not even not as a fantasy aspect. That's as an NFL aspect. But yeah. moving on, Tyler Boyd should get a lot of points because of that. Hunter Renfro, uh, hopefully he can come back and do a little bit versus Kansas City's defense, but they've looked a little bit better in the last year. And Samuel versus defense and Miami versus Miami actually should put up some points. But you're looking at Mike Evans tonight, who is probably going to be one of the only wide receivers out there for Tom Brady. So as long as they get in the red zone, you know he's going to throw it to Chark had killed it last week. Could probably be do pretty well against Houston again this week since they're uh, re- reeling from losing their head coach. Buffalo, uh, John Brown, he should he should play well if the game happens at Tennessee. And you got Ezekiel and uh, and Singletary, both should put up decent points. I know you hate Singletary, but he gets a lot of attempts, and eventually he's going to put up more points and at least find the end zone a few times. I mean, they've increased every week. I'll give you that. Yeah. I yeah. I call it a lot. I mean, 18 is not a lot. It's, 13 but is I definitely think, not a lot. Unless Ezekiel has a huge game, I think Josh Jacobs and Latavius Murray outdo him because Latavius Murray is probably the most valuable RB2 in the league right now since all uh, Breeze can do is throw to his backs. Yeah. So it's, it's actually – I think it, those very low projections for – Scott's running backs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gasecki versus San Francisco is fairly tough defense. He usually has good linebackers. He might have a t- tough day uh, versus Schultz, who Dak is going to be throwing all day, and it's a nice stack for Scott. So I think he wins there. And then the defense, Aaron Donald, it, I really wish they'd give him points for rushing uh, for quarterback rushes because he's like all over the field. It's just a lot of what he does doesn't accumulate to points. So. Yeah. But any any given week, he could have a huge week like he did against Buffalo that you called. Yeah. So uh, you never know. T.J. Watt should have a great game. I think Harrison Smith as well, Hicks. I really like uh, Brett Scott's defense a lot more than John's. I'm picking Scott this week, even though he's starting one quarterback. Yeah, he won last week with one quarterback. Uh, you know, we talk about John team and how he was revived from this, you know, terrible draft that he had, that he was brought up from the dead um, by a few. He has a lot of people on by this week. I so. get it. I get it. But y- even then, you look at his teams. I mean, it's rags. 
it, it's Maybe. not it's not the, what the product that he's putting on the field this week is not a good product at all. Um, no. Yeah, you're missing Stafford, you're missing Galladay. I get that. You're still rolling without by Stafford, Bridgewater, you know, Galladay, Boyd, Samuel. I would assume, uh, and there is no person on by for at running back. So, uh, you know, this t- it just doesn't look good. 148 points in, in in past years, maybe something that was acceptable as far as projections are concerned. This year, that's not good. That is bad. 148 is one of the, probably the lowest of the of the league. Um, so, you know, I watched Brian Hoyer play last week, and every single throw, every time he dropped back, I was like, that's a turnover. That could be a turnover. And many yeah. times it was. Uh, Denver's defense is no slouch. They are, they are very good. So, Right. So you throw in the fact that if he makes too many mistakes, it's going to be Stidham time again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he makes one mistake. It could be Stidham time. Uh, so I just, I don't like John's team this week at all. I don't like it, the way it looks on paper. I don't even care if Elliot puts up 30. Um, I do like Bridgewater. Bridgewater this week is a, is a plus. Elliot's a plus. Uh, the rest of it just, it just looks like rags. And I think that this is amazing, but if Cam Newton doesn't play, this has got to be the first time in gridiron history that a team wins two weeks in a row. I mean, this has got to be the first time in history that a, a team goes two weeks in a row with one quarterback, uh, let alone the fact that a team could win two weeks in a row with one quarterback. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm predicting it. I'm not going to lock it, but I'm going to predict, I'm going to take last man standing and Scott to win another week with one quarterback. So uh, that's amazing. I mean, <laughs> you know, from, from, from yeah, going three, Oh, and three with two quarterbacks. One quarterback two weeks in a row, and he could get to two and three. So, so we'll just have to see. Uh, but let's let's keep this rolling. Poopy two versus the rum man. What do you got? This is a very hot matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, all over the board. I think they've, they've got really good close matchups at each, at each position. Starting with Lamar Jackson versus Cincinnati. I think he's going to come back and want to throw a lot. He's been saying this week. I bet he has a huge week. Cincinnati's defense is pretty terrible. Jared Goff at Washington. Uh, Washington's defense is weak on the secondary, so that's where they have to attack. They probably will. But Rumham has uh, Drew Brees on Monday night. He gets the, amazing, the best yak in the league, so he's probably going to put up a lot of points and still do uh, fairly well. But he's also got Justin Herbert in that game. So, you, you, I mean, like, like we've talked about before, it really puts a lot of eggs in one basket so that you better hope that that is a – very high scoring game, not a game like the chiefs and Patriots uh, last week, for instance. Yeah. But um, I would think that it's going to be fairly high scoring. Talk more about that later though. Okay. Going to the wide receivers though, poopy two with DJ Moore, DK Metcalf and Chanel really like all of them to put up points, especially versus Atlanta, Minnesota and Houston. Those are some very easy matchups for each one of them. Versus Marquise Brown, which hopefully uh, Rumham be stealing points from Mar Jackson, obviously. DeAndre Hopkins and Slayton still no slouches themselves. So, it's like I said, this is a very good matchup. I'm giving the edge to Poopy 2 a little bit so far. Moving into the running backs, you've got uh, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Mike Davis versus Robinson and, and Harris. Harris, 
is one of those guys that like he could I think he could be an amazing running back, probably be a starting running for number one running back on any other team. But because he's on New, New England, you never know if he, if this week he's gonna get two touches or thirty. So he I do expect him to blow up at some point. Uh but then you move into the uh tight ends, Ingram and Andrews. Ingram's to just too spotty to, to count on versus Andrews, who's been fairly uh, fairly money most of the time, and like I said, Jackson's going to come out throwing a lot, and that's going to be Poopy Two's better best friend is uh, when uh, Lamar Jackson throws that it's not to Marquise Brown, that it's uh, to Andrews or anybody else. Moving to the kickers and Lutz is Monday night, which is nice versus Butker at, versus Las Vegas. Las Vegas defense is really bad, so he should have a pretty good day. Go to their defenses. Both of them have a lot of good linebackers. I do. I've been trying to trade each one of them for for a lot of their linebackers between Kendricks and Wagner and Banoy. Uh, they've got some good uh, good guys in here. Johnson the third and Gibson Whitehead can put up some good points to their defense back and field as well. But as close as I think it's going to be, I am taking the poopy two in a slight edge. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, this is going to be our first disagreement. I think uh, I'm taking Rumham. No, no surprise. Like I said, it's going to be very close. Right. Uh, the reason I'm taking Rumham, the number one reason is when you look across the aisle at your team that you're facing this week, one of the things that you don't like to see is a Monday night football matchup. Correct? Am I wrong on that? It's always a little scary because you never know. And yeah. he has a lot of Monday night. He has a lot of Monday night. He has both quarterbacks going Monday night. Uh, that and and they're not like bad quarterbacks. They're top, you know, upper echelon quarterbacks. They're top fifteen quarterbacks. I think both of them are. Uh, if he goes down, if he's down fifty points on Monday night, he's gonna win. Period. Uh, he's also got defenders. Right. Okay. Minus the defenders. He's down 50 points. I mean, you're going to have to put up some serious points going into the weekend or going into Monday if you're going to beat Trevor. And I I just don't – I think the Monday night quarterback is like the secret weapon of fantasy football. I I would love to go back and look at statistics or get some statistics on – in our league, how many times has a Monday night quarterback come out and won somebody a game? Uh, but but otherwise, I like the rest of this matchup. Slayton against Dallas, that's going to be a high-scoring game. All the top receivers, okay, this is a stat. Uh, the top three number one receivers are the for the week four. I'm sorry. The top receiver for week four, week three, and week two. Can you name something that they all have in common? The top scoring receiver from fantasy. Um, they all scored multiple touchdowns? They all faced the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Dallas Cowboys have given up the top receiver in week two, three, and four. That's three weeks in a row, and if you want to make that four it may not be four weeks in a row with Slayton but it definitely bodes well and so I do love Slayton this week uh I love Hopkins every week um 
the simple fact is I'm not worried about Lamar Jackson playing on Sunday, but I will say that he may not be 100%, and he may be more prone to pass the ball than run. When you have a Lamar Jackson that's more prone to pass than run, you're taking away some of his power. Uh, Lamar Jackson, when people were talking about, you know, Lamar Jackson can't pass last year. That was the big thing. He can't throw. He proves that he can throw. He can throw 100%. But what he can do better is run. And we saw that last week uh, when he broke off his first big one of the season. And if he's not going to do that this week, and if he's going to hold back just to, on the, uh, for the hamstring, uh, you may not see that 26 projection uh, come, come to the surface. That and the fact that Andrew's a little beat up, uh, you know, I, I might say that Cincinnati keeps us a little bit closer than, than, than we think. Um, I do like the rest of, of Cause team. I like uh, Goff against Washington. DJ Moore, I think he really shows up in Atlanta. I think this, he has his best week. Uh, Mike Davis, again, uh, has his best week. I think uh, CEH comes out against uh, Las Vegas and has one of his better weeks. But I'm telling you right now, the matchups for Trevor are insane. Uh, James Robinson, who has the worst run defense in the NFL right now? Do you know? You can well, guess probably. Yeah, probably Houston. It's Houston. 186 yards on the ground every yeah. single week. Okay. James Robinson. I mean, this is insane. We're, we're talking about the best matchups in the NFL for, for Trevor on that side. I like his pickup pick up of Harris. He showed that he can break off big ones last week against uh, Kansas City. I think Trevor wins here. He's my lock of the week. Oh, wow. This is a very close matchup. It's a, it's, it's a big lock. I know, underdog lock. You know, yeah. we don't have a lot of those underdog Well, I, I don't think – I mean, I don't, I don't buy into projections, so, like, I don't think it's necessarily an underdog. I just – I go into my, my own uh, – projections essentially the yahoo projections like mean very little to me so it's, and I, I totally understand that but it's 10 points it's not two it's not three it's not four it's not five yeah it's 10 points yeah uh but yeah. it's it, it's just like like for instance to sean gibson they're projecting him three points but his production is six two twelve ten so i'd bet him at eight okay so I mean, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. There, there's things like that. Like, you can't really go just like, okay, it's 10 points, but they're all, these projections are off too. Just if you just go by the production. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I get that. I totally understand. And, and it's the same on the other side. is because they're white. is the same thing. Two, six, 10, 10. So I'd put them at five and a half. You know, so yeah. it's. Uh, so, but it, I think it's, I think it's going to be very close. I think it should be a really, I think this will be the hot matchup to watch going into Monday night. You know, that's, it is. Uh, that's not your own. It is. It is. And if nothing else, uh, I'll be rooting for Trevor for, for my pick and I'll root for that to be a high scoring game. So take the over. Same, Monday night. I'll be rooting for poopy too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's move on to the next matchup. Notorious versus unicycle polar bears. What do you think? I think another another game that's going to be very close uh, between Notari- Notorious and Unicycle Polar Bears. 
starting off with Ben Roethlisberger, that's going to be a very pivotal game right there because Notorious has uh, James Conner and a unicycle polar bears has Juju Smith-Schuster. So it's going to be interesting every time they're in the red zone, see who ends up with the point totals uh, each trip. Moving on to Kyle Allen versus the Rams, that's a bit of a shaky start for me. I know that he uh, doesn't have many other choices other than Tannehill, which, you know, you don't know if that's going to play, and or he has Flacco, I guess. So he does have choices. They're just not great. Um, I don't know if I'd start Kyle Allen versus the Rams. Their defensive line is scary. Uh with Aaron Donald and everything, and so that's you know that's Kyle one. Allen. You know Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen was uh, one of the reasons he made playoffs last year. So I know, I know. It's just Rams defense is very good. They have they have shut down corners and they have uh, a way to get pressure on the quarterback without blitzing. That's a combination. Yes. Do you so, remember last year when we were talking about Kyle Allen being undefeated? He never lost a game. Yeah. But it takes about three to five weeks to get to get tape on a guy in yeah. the system. So he might have a three-week grace period in Washington that plays really well because no one has tape of him in that system. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the getting court pressure on the quarterback and having shut down corners is a deadly combination. So you should watch it there because Arizona's defense is a little – I think Flacco versus Arizona is a little – a little better, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, yep. It's sad to say. It's terrible to say, but I think you'll have a better day. Um, yeah. Looking across the way, a unicycle pull of to get back to the matchup, though. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, versus Jacksonville. Kirk Cousins at Seattle. Both defenses aren't really uh, very good. They could both put up some uh, very good pointage in what might not be a uh, victory. But Robbie Anderson and Sam um, – Sammy Watkins and Sean Jackson as the wide receivers are notorious. That just doesn't sound that dependable to me. It really doesn't. Um, holy shit. I had picked notorious before this. I am talking my way out of it right now and about to switch my pick to unicycle polar bears. Um, I was, I was, I was sitting here trying to talk up notorious and it is just not looking good. Unless big, Um, because James Conner could have a big day versus Philly, but I kind of doubt David Montgomery's going to have that big of a day tonight tonight versus Dalvin Cook, who is still running well, and Seattle's defense isn't stopping anybody. Jarek McKinnon uh, with San Francisco could have a huge day versus Miami. Yeah, this is – and Gronkowski tonight could even have a big night because there's there's literally nobody else, and, you know, uh, What's-his-face is going to be out there, but he's hurt. So, Gronkowski might be his only choice. If he's not quadruple-covered, then uh, Chicago's retarded. But we'll find out. What What is with people and Gronkowski? Have you watched him play? He's not the same Gronkowski from two, three, four years ago. He is slow. He is uh, lanky. O.J. Howard's on IR. I get it. I get it. That's why I took Cameron Brait for a touchdown. And and did you touchdowns. see their injury list tonight? Yeah, no, I know. If, I took the under. If there, if there's bets to, for like Gronkowski to score two touchdowns, you should put some money on it. I did not. I didn't even put one. Uh, you saying. know, he hasn't scored one all year. Maybe he'll score. I know, one. I know. But he's a number one tight end. He's a tight end that has the most plays on the field. So I, I don't know what will be changing with. I know OJ Howard's out, so it takes away uh, that position. But Cameron Brait fills that position. 
And I feel like if we're talking about Tom Brady's history, besides Gronk being so dominant when he was in his dominant days of his 20s, athletic, not beat up, hadn't taken years off to promote some kind of weed product that, you know, cures headaches, then, yes, he threw to the number one tight end. Besides that, he doesn't do that. He throws to the second tight end. He throws to the slot receiver. He throws to the number one receiver. He doesn't – he throws a running back. He doesn't throw to the number one running back in any offense. He hasn't for a while. Name the Patriots uh, tight ends that he made as a star besides Gronkowski. When Gronkowski retired, you didn't even Aaron know Hernandez. who the tight end was for the Patriots. Aaron Hernandez was the second tight end his whole career behind Gronkowski. I know. The second tight end so in the Tom Brady he, offense. He made both of them big. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. I, I'm not going to argue over uh, whether Gronkowski is going to do well tonight. I'm sure he does get some points. Um, but I will say the biggest thing about this matchup is that Bill O'Brien is not in Houston anymore. And I know by default Deshaun Watson is not the coach. We have a coach, but Deshaun Watson is the coach. He is the heart of the team. He is the offensive coordinator. He is the head coach. He is the GM of the Texans by default. Cornell, fine, whatever, whoever you want to say. I'm telling you right now, Deshaun Watson is in charge of the Texans right now. And he is going to come out. At, on, at noon on Sunday and blow Jacksonville out of the water. He's going to score 30-plus points. He's going to blow this projection out of the water. He's going to kill it. I can guarantee it. Uh, when a coach gets fired, sometimes it, it fires team up, and they come out, and they score points. Um, on the other side, I do realize that Danny will probably play Tannehill now that the game's on Tuesday. It's not that better of a matchup against Buffalo. Um if Danny had Adams, Brown, Robbie Anderson in with Tennessee playing a different team, I'm taking Danny all day long. But that's not the case. He's filling in with Deshaun Jackson, Watkins, uh, and Tennessee plays Buffalo. And I just don't like the matchups that much. Uh, I, I love Watson to blow it up. I love Cousins on uh, first a week, week, week Seattle secondary. Uh, I, I love that uh, he steals points. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He doubles up points with Jefferson. I think Jefferson has a good day. Uh, you know, Cook is going to get the points that he that he gets on a, on a weekly basis. I do like. Uh, you know, Danny's defense on the other side. I do think that it's better than Cameron's. I think Cameron's defense has played very weak and he hasn't made enough changes. But, again, Deshaun Watson's going to have uh, the, his best week of the year, and so I'm going to take Cameron to win this one. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I had originally picked uh, Notorious, and it's just looking at the matchups even closer, it's just it really does, is not in his favor this week. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, he's missing some key components. So yeah. uh, I think, yeah, the unicycle polar bears pulls away with this one too as well. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's keep it rolling. Uh, let's do uh, let's do my matchup first. Sex Raptor versus Disco Eliminate. Tell me what you think. I, 
again, I think that, like this is going to be very close. Uh, this is one the projections are fairly correct with uh, just making it a close matchup. I mean, obviously, Mahomes is probably going to come back and destroy this week after being fairly pedestrian in his standards last week on Monday night versus Las Vegas, who has a fairly bad defense. And Phillip Rivers at Cleveland, we'll see how that works out because I think Phillip Rivers, is kind of, he's kind of established himself as a fairly mediocre quarterback right now because he's hurting himself with some just bad turnovers. Like every week he could have like an extra 10 points and he really, he really just shoots himself in the foot. So I, and then the biggest thing right now is Kyler Murray at the Jets. I think that Kyler Murray might be able to match Mahomes points because of that matchup Uh, that he could, he could go off last week after they lost last week. So uh, I, that that's the biggest thing. If Disco Lemonade wants to have a chance in this game, I think it's it's Kyler Murray going, just having a huge night along with Gardner Minshew, outscoring Philip Rivers, which shouldn't be hard. Like I said, I think he should have a uh, shoot. It might be a shootout in Houston, but like uh, you were saying earlier, I really do hope that Watson comes out firing on all cylinders and and puts one up on the board for Houston. Going across the board. You know I love uh, Calvin Ridley. I do think he bounces back this week versus Carolina after putting up uh, just about nothing last week. You think he catches the ball? <laughs> I, I do think he does. I, I do think he catches the ball. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm sure. Like at, at some point, Calvin Ridley was like, "Dude, come on, man!" To Matt Ryan, like I'm sure he gave, he gave him that face. So I'm sure Matt <laughs> Ryan's going to find him, or they're going to you know get him the ball early on some easy routes or something. Uh, along with Cordell Patterson, who always has. Uh, has production and T.Y. Hilton. I just, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. He's, he's droppable to me right now. And it's not that he's bad. I, I think it's really, I think it's rivers. It's how he plays. And it's not, I'm seeing more now that it wasn't necessarily uh, him having a great connection with his wide receiver. It was him having a great connection with a huge wide receiver in Keenan Allen before. And now it's it T.Y. Hilton. It's like, you gotta, he's much smaller, different kind of, uh, wide receiver so it's we're not seeing the connection yet i would like to see it. it should burn cleveland i would hope but it's not we're not seeing the production yet because you're looking across at robert woods tyree kill jameson crowder i think they're they could all just blow up so you've got a tough matchup there i think you lose on wide receivers there going into your wide uh, going into your running backs i'm sure hunt uh, he has a cue there but it should be fine but Indianapolis is no joke of a defense like we were talking about earlier. That's a very tough matchup. Then you got Arizona at the Jets. That's your saving grace right there. Is if in the red zone, Drake gets the touchdowns instead of Murray is is your biggest way of winning this game, I feel like. Because like I said, Kyler Murray's his his Achilles heel on winning this game. And Ronald Jones tonight should have a decent day for Chicago, I think, because there's barely any other weapons on the offense since they're all hurt and Gurley and versus and Atlanta versus Carolina should do have a pretty good day as well. Ertz versus Hayden Hurst. I'm betting on Ertz on that in that matchup, even if even if it is at Pittsburgh. You going into your defense, I think you do win on defense with Schobert, Bush, McCordy, and Clark. Uh, even though Cunningham, Smith, and Bates are no joke, it just I want I would like to see Disco eliminate and make a move for that last spot, but. With all the matchups, and I think if Kyler Murray can match Mahomes' point, a huge point total, he'll probably put up versus Las Vegas. I'm picking Disco Eliminate this week. 
Okay. I mean, it's fair. Um, it is a close matchup, and I'm, like, super worried. I, I almost picked Neil. I mean, we're trying to win these pickums, and I... I almost picked you last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very close. Right. Yeah, right. And so we're, we're trying to win these, and, and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm very worried. But here's why I think I'm picking myself. Here's why I think I win. Uh, Mahomes against Las Vegas, he's back to not being in a delayed game, playing a defense that can get torn up. Uh, Mahomes is going to put up over 30 points. I like that. I like Ridley's score. Catch a damn ball. Um, with the Rivers Hilton thing, <laughs> with the Rivers Hilton thing, uh, yes. Hilton is droppable. If his name wasn't T.Y. Hilton, I probably yeah. dropped him by now. Uh, because I know that the moment I drop him, somebody's going to get him on papers. Oh, uh, player take him in a heartbeat. Anybody probably would uh, pick him up in a heartbeat. But the, the, the thing is, Phillip Rivers, in his matchups thus far, I mean, they're first in the AFC South. In his matchups thus far, they have played solid D, uh, they've had a pretty weak schedule so far. I mean, Bears, Jets, you know, whatever. And they've run the ball and run the clock. It's They're the most boring team to watch in the NFL, but they're winning games. Uh, and, yes, T.Y. Hilton's not getting his work. Phil Burris is throwing the ball. He's throwing the ball at the lowest click in the NFL. He's still getting points because he's not fucking up as much that he, as he was the first two weeks. But he hasn't reached 20 points this, week, or this year, which is alarming. Uh, the reason that I'm not trying to move him or is because I'm 3-1. Uh, but, yes, it does concern me. But do I think it's going to go up from here? Yeah, absolutely. I think if Philip Rivers is ever put in a position where he has to throw the ball, whether they're behind or it's a closer game, then he will, and he'll succeed when he does that. And so I think that's this week. Cleveland's 3-1, Indianapolis 3-1. I think it's a little bit closer a game. And I think he does have to throw. And when he does throw, I hope he does find his number one receiver in T.Y. Hilton. Uh, so I, I, I see production there. Kareem Hunt, uh, I'm never glad, happy about injury, no matter what people say. Uh, but he is the number one guy now, and he is going to get a ton of work. And he does catch more balls out of the backfield than uh, than Chubb does, so I think he's like even more of a rounded RB one than Chubb was. Um, I traded for Drake, uh, extreme buy low. I mean, we know what Drake can be, and we know what that offense can be. Uh, so let's see if Drake can go out and pull me out three touchdowns this week, two touchdowns this week, and 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 save it. And that's what I'm betting on. I, I had. Yeah. I had Gaskin against San Francisco. Gaskin, love Gaskin. Love Miles Gaskin. I think he's going to be a great player someday, but he hasn't reached the end zone yet. And if you ask me who's going to be, have a better rest of the season, Drake or Gaskin, it's an obvious choice in Drake. Um, I'm missing Eckler for the rest of the – or not the rest of the season, but for uh, an extended period of time, so I need that RB2. Uh, Hurst, better week, hopefully, than last week. Carolina's uh, defense, not nearly as good. But on the other side – I mean, I'm facing Tyreek Hill. You hate to have those points stolen. It's going to be a yeah. lot of points stolen. Um, yeah, I think so. You're going to see no Fournette this week, so Ronald Jones, I, I, I feel like he's going to get, you know, 
his work. Todd Gurley's going to get his work. Carolina, you know, is going to, uh, you know, seep points. Uh, Minshew's probably going to be playing from behind. Like I said, uh, Sean Watts is going to tear him a new one. He might get some garbage time points. Kyler Murray against New York Jets. I hate to see what he's going to put up. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm scared. I'm scared. Not going to lie to you. I'm scared. Should be a close uh, match. I'm excited. It, it should be a close matchup. You know what? And I'm not going to publish this until after uh, the, this game starts, but mm-hmm. why is he playing Ronald Jones? Is he not starting or something? No, he's starting, but there's a guy that is on his bench that maybe needs to play if that game goes on. No, I mean, it's whatever. It's whatever. But, yeah, I, I agree with this decision because if Derrick Henry somehow doesn't play. Oh, oh they're saying, oh, oh Derrick Henry. But oh. Derrick Henry's on his bench, so he's forced into a position where he has to play Ronald Jones. Uh, well, he could, he could still bench Gurley if he wanted to. but Right, but if you had to pick. Well, and he's playing Carolina. So if you had to pick out of these three, what would you pick? Gurley and Henry, but right. I I I think it's a smarter choice. Do you really think Tennessee's not going to have one more case between here and Sunday? You know what? I I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't know. You, you know that you know that in Tennessee, like bars are completely open. There's no mask laws. Strip clubs completely open. Like there's no there's no restrictions on anything. Right? I'm not worried about. You wouldn't be worried about that? I'm not worried about the players going to bars. If they do that, they're fucking idiots. I'm worried about them contracting it from other players in private it's, workouts it's not, and whatever it, they've done in the, or throughout. It, the it's not even about them going to the bar anymore. It's about any, any yeah people they work out with in the private workouts, about their family members, about their kids, about a friend. It, it's about... It's about anybody, and the whole if the whole society doesn't give a shit, and they're not being cautious enough, it's too easy. Well, it's getting to the point where if the Titans have more cases, if they cancel this game, then the Titans forfeit. The Bills win the game, and it's it's so. Sad. What you're saying is if one team can't compete due to negligence and COVID, then the other team should get a free win. I'm not saying that. That's, I, I, that's I agree. the rules. I, I, that's, I 100% that's agree. what's going to happen. And every team that has had to do that should get that free win. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's what's going to happen. If, what's if gonna there's, happen one, if the there's one more COVID case for the Titans, then they forfeit this week. They lose. And they are undefeated right now. They are 3-0. So that's a sad way to lose your first game, but that's what's going to happen. And so if the Titans aren't taking this seriously, which I think they are, I hope they are, uh, I have no, no fancy uh, you know, investment in this. This is just for a football fan perspective. The Titans need to get their shit together, and we need to play football. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. But uh, but but yeah, that is that is very very scary, and uh, and we'll see how that works out. It's disappointing that in this year you have to make tough decisions, and Neil's making the decision tonight to play Ronald Jones. So uh, we'll see we'll see if that works out for him. Um, but uh, last but not least, let's get to our last matchup here: Dad versus Darth Scott. Tell me why. Well, I don't even know. Tell me if you think you're going to win. Well. I mean, uh, uh, here we are. I mean, we're, we're we're in it. 
or we're in a fight. You know, we're, we're there's a team out there that wants to wants to beat us down, beat us down into hell, and uh, and keep us there. But I say we fight back. I say we I say we fight for every single inch, every single yard, every single touchdown, every single point. You show that team out there. We're not going to get pushed around by anybody. This is our house. Yeah, I think we're going to have a pretty good weekend. I think it should be a good week. Should should be a good, uh, good close game. But Matt Ryan versus Carolina, uh, he kind of has uh, up and down weeks where he finds the end zone and one week he does and one week he does and one week he doesn't. So uh, I'm hoping this week is the week he does. Since last week they ran it in every time they got in the red zone. Got me very scared last week. I was like, Jesus Christ, just one of them. Come on, man. Uh, then you got David Carr at Kansas City. It's a little little dicey, but I'm hoping he gets some good garbage time since he has to put up a lot of points versus Mahomes, who will probably destroy. Versus Joe, uh, Joe Burrow at Baltimore. I think Baltimore's defense is finally going to come up, uh, come on a little bit this week. And Bethard versus Miami, uh, you know, I guess, you know, he's got to do something since Aaron Rodgers is on a bye. And that's probably my best, like, my saving grace this week is that Aaron Rodgers is on a bye because dad, that team with uh, Aaron Rodgers is very scary. I'm glad to see the cue on Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh, 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 status there. I'm sure he'll play, but Come again, on. another – Another another tough matchup with the Nina. Fake Q. And then and then AJ I know it's a fake Q, so it doesn't matter, but it's a tough matchup with Indianapolis. Then he's got AJ Green who's droppable, and either way has a tough matchup in Baltimore. And Gallup is probably his best wide receiver this week with uh, against the Giants. But I'm hoping that Tyler Lockett, Russell Gage, and Deontay Johnson can put up more points than uh, than Gallup. So should be all right there. The scariest thing here for me is Alvin Kamara on Monday night. I don't have anybody on Monday night. And to me, Alvin Kamara right now is equivalent to like what you were saying earlier about having a quarterback on Monday night because he is just destroying since he is the king of the dump-off pass, which is his captain dump-off is his quarterback. So it's all, it's all money for Kamara this year. And that is like if I'm up by like 30 going into Monday night, I'm going to be scared, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Taylor should – have a decent day versus Cleveland. They have a good, uh, they have a good front seven, though. Um, I hope, I'm a little shaky on starting Miles Sanders at Pittsburgh, but I'm hoping he can get a couple slip out of the backfield for a couple catches. And Mark Ingram uh, can follow in that route versus Cincinnati and, and find that end zone for the second week in a row. Having to uh, keep on with Mo Alley Cox, who actually had a down week last week, but was good enough to steal that one touchdown from you last week, which was really all I signed him up for, which is fantastic. But now you're a week to week starter guy. Get in there, do what you can. It's Cleveland. Come on. Also picked up a backup kicker this week since Crosby is on a uh, on a bye in Parkey because I think Indianapolis defense is going to hold Cleveland to a uh, to a field goal more often than not. I'm just hoping that the Cleveland head coach isn't stupid enough to go for it on fourth down more often than not versus Seattle's uh, kicker who should put up plenty of points as he always does going into our defenses. Both of them look pretty good. Don't want to go into them too much. I like my defense. You know, I do. And projections don't mean shit for, uh, uh, for, for defenses on our game. 
but I'm going to take myself as usual versus dad. And like I said, I'm scared as shit about Kamara, but still taking myself. Why are you scared? What are you? Because Kamara's going to be Kamara. Okay, Kamara I get, I get it. Points. I get it. I get Kamara. The rest of Brad's team. Trust me, I, I think Brad's a contender. I think he's he's he has a great team. I think his uh, he's got a playoff team for sure, and he's somebody to look out for. He's got his quarterback one is out. His quarterback two is playing Baltimore on the road. Uh, you know, he, he's got AJ Green still in. Uh, you know, Hooper plays Indianapolis, which is a strong D. I mean, Hooper's going to be covered by Darius Leonard, you know, as long as his hamstring, uh, you know, is okay. It, all, all game. I just, your quarterbacks have layup matchups in Kansas City and Carolina, and those are great. Um, I know Miles Sanders against Pittsburgh, um, you know, but, but uh, Ingram against Cincinnati is one of the better matchups that you could want for him. Uh, Johnson, uh, Deontay Johnson against Philadelphia. I know they're coming off of not playing for a few weeks. He could blow up, uh, lock it against Minnesota. I mean, I should have locked you. I feel like I should have locked you. I should have locked you. I'm not locking you, but, uh, but you're going to win. That's all like, I can guarantee you're going to win. Uh, you know, I know Brad's talking all this, this mess over here. Garoppolo is going to play this week. Uh, I, uh, the, the, uh, kicker for me and Clay's trade was that he needs to be guaranteed that Garoppolo would play this week so he could trade me Danny Dimes. Uh, well, he's playing and, uh, beat hard is not going to see the light of day. Uh, that's why John dropped Mullins. It, it's, it's, those guys are in the past. You got this, Scott. I mean, consider yourself three and two, uh, you know, it's easy, easy way. with all. This is going to be a close matchup. I think, uh, you know, going into Monday night, we'll see how see how it goes. Very, very, good. very modest, very modest. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's let's finish strong here. Uh, give me your week four, week five. I'm sorry, steaming hot takes. Just give me one. One okay, my Seamahan take is actually about Monday night. I think okay. that Justin Herbert gets his first win against Drew Brees in the lights. Okay. Right. He's been playing really well, and it's not only about him. Their defense is really good. Uh, they've had some, they've lost some really close games, uh, but I, th- I think they're going to come out and be and be able to get some pressure on Drew Brees, play some cover two underneath, and just be waiting for those dump offs and take them to the house. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, here is my hot take. I think that Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, goes into Baltimore and throws not one, not two, not three, but four interceptions to the Baltimore oh, in, a, in a meltdown. Uh, he may oh, throw wow. a few pick. He, he'll throw a few touchdowns as well. Um, but he'll end up throwing four picks, one for a TD. Uh, don't call me Nostradamus, but uh, that's that's how it's going to happen. All right, so let's keep it going. Give me your week four sleeper, somebody that's unknown, somebody that uh, that needs to be picked up to help somebody out this week. I'm going to go with a uh, defender just because there's so many teams when I'm looking at these matchups and I'm like, wow, the defender is droppable, the defender is droppable. Um, I, I like Xavier Rhodes right now. He's a little 
he's a little flashy, but he can be he can be sustainable as well. And he's got some good matchups coming up. I think versus Cleveland, Cincinnati, Detroit, Baltimore, Tennessee. I think he could be very, very good for someone's team. Because like I said, most people's defenses have at least three or four guys that need to be dropped. Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, so this week, um, you know, I'm, I guess I'm going with the obvious. Uh, but I'm going to go with Keelan Cole. I know he's got the most points. Yeah. Um, and for all three. He's been consistent. He's been consistent. But he has been consistent and those in need of a wide receiver. Uh, this week, he I know Chark, he was scoring points when Chark was out. But uh, this week, they'll come out against Houston. Again, I think they're going to be playing from behind most of the game. Uh, and I think Keelan Cole does get uh, some work in. So, yeah, Keelan Cole is my, my free agent sleeper for – Week five. Now, gambling corner. Give me one good bet for today and one good bet for the weekend. I'm, I'm taking Gronkowski for a touchdown tonight for today. Okay. Uh, and for the weekend, I'd say Seattle over Minnesota. Uh, take the over. It's it, it, Seattle all day, but it, it, they'll still have to put up a lot of points because their defense is terrible. Okay. Hey, I like that. I like that. Um, I, for tonight, uh, really like a guy named Darnell Mooney. Okay. Mooney Mooney has, uh, been targeted a a good amount over the last few weeks. He's one of Foles' favorites. Uh, he got nine targets last week, got five the year, uh, the week before. And these are, those targets were after Foles came in. He really likes them. Um, so yeah, you'll see some Alan Robinson. You'll see some. Anthony Miller, but you'll see Mooney in the slot. I think he gets a touchdown tonight. He's plus 350 uh, to score a one touchdown. He's 10 to one. Uh, I'm sorry, 20 to one to score two. So I think those odds are pretty good. We'll see Mooney yeah. in the end zone tonight. Uh, for the weekend, I am going to tell you that, again, you know, this might be a homer pick. Texans are going to win by a touchdown or more. Uh, in that game, and I do think it goes over. Uh, I think Texans are going to come out blazing. So uh, they're minus six right now. Go ahead and lock that in, and uh, yeah, see you at the cashier. I like it. I like it a lot. Yep, yep. All right. So uh, that's about it. That's all we have for you this week. Uh, No sponsor, but we'll be back with a sponsor next week. Uh, As always, have fun. Good luck. And let's get geared up for this Bears-Bucks game. Scott, you got anything to say before we go? I just wanted to put out there that, uh, you know, due to the whole COVID situation being a little bit more, um, let's say, complicated than even the NFL or we expected, we might have to revisit how many moves were given for COVID this season. So might have to boost it to maybe like 10 or 12 or 15. But, you know, we could vote about that in the group text. Once people listen to it, we'll talk about it. But, you know, I think that'd be fair. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. You know, maybe we'll be adding more moves for everybody. Um, I think, I think that would be a great discussion to have. But good luck to everybody. Great podcast. Uh, this guy gets a few <laughs> glass of wine deep. I know you guys can't see this, but his, uh, his teeth are turning, uh, you know, pretty – Pretty wine-colored, a little rosy there. So uh, just know that the man has used a lot of moves. 
and he wants more, save him. They might be valuable to trade for him in the playoffs. So we'll just have to see. But we'll uh, see. but anyway, good luck to everybody this week. I, I hope uh, everybody has a fun, safe week. Bills-Titans goes through on Tuesday, our first Tuesday game ever. Um, yeah, see ya. In the castle east, to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son.